I will say I did not crap my pants, but I did come close. Gay assholes. I say intelligent things. It's you who says stupid things, Mr. What was it? Crotch Monster Man from the last episode. show that's having trouble figuring out how to get quote t-shirts available for sale. I thought I had it figured out, and then it's like, I can't actually put that on the storefront. Cafe Press is weird. I might be moving our store somewhere else. Go to Etsy. Now, Etsy I have to do real work on. Oh. Then, no, that's not happening, because Scott doesn't do real work. I do plenty of real work on real stuff. Sure you do. Yeah, yeah. Tell, you you try and edit an episode, honey. You try that. You know I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's right. You have more patience than I do. Not gonna lie, I would probably, you know, have my editing skills be as bad as the Elder Trolls. Yeah, uh, look those guys up on YouTube and then thumbs down them immediately. And leave mean comments. <sighs> do that for me. <laughs> In any case... <laughs> My name is Scott. I'm Sam. I'm Jeff. I accidentally <laughs> muted myself. I'm Kim. <laughs> Good job. This is how it's gonna start. Oh. Thumbs up, Kim. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Awkward pause, sorry. <laughs> that that one's staying. <laughs> Like, it was just long enough that I was thinking about asking if Kim had, had exploded or something. I was, like, three seconds away, like, Kim? There? Hello? Hello? At least I didn't accidentally turn on video. I've done that before when I thought I was unmuting myself, so we're good. Yes, how many times have you done that on me? It's like, wait, I'm on video! Why? Don't, Don't look, look at, at me. me! Don't look at me! I'm not prepared. Okay, now I am. Alright, so, pick of the week. Kim can go first. Um, I actually spent time recently replaying Silent Hill 3, which I know 2 is the more beloved game, because they pulled off that amazing plot twist, but 3 had a really good world. Um, images well, I wish I didn't have to see again, but... Well, the biggest problem with 3 is that it had to follow up on 2. Yeah, exactly. And I think it doesn't get a lot of love because it wasn't two, but like I said, I don't think they're ever going to be able to pull off a plot twist quite as well as they did in two, so. 
it had its craziness. I had fun with it. Um, you know, it was hard. It was a little hard getting used to the controls all over again because you know it's like that Resident Evil style of the old lore of controls. But no, I recommend playing through it just for the like. They took all the great environments that you would want in like a horror film. Like they did the mental ward, the amusement park, you know, the church, and like put it all into one game. So it's nice. And is it enough to still crap your pants? I jumped still, and I played this game before, and I I, I should have known when certain things were coming, but what it does is, like, you know, everything will be silent, and then you'll hear the enemies, and you know you're getting closer to them, but you can't really see where they're coming from, so they kind of, like, you're stepping, 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 and by the time you see them, it's almost too late, and they're like, oh, shit, so. Oh, shit, oh, I gotta I, run. I'm not supposed to swear on here. I forget. You're allowed. We, we run an explicit tag. Okay, just want to make sure. That was a slip, but yeah. Oh shit, so. it's the dudes. Is Heather still cool? You know what, Heather was her. interesting playing now, than, because I, I wondered about this. They haven't had a female protagonist in the Silent Hill series since her, and she's the only one, because they've used a male every game, and I was just wondering if it was because of how bad Heather was, like, perceived by fans. I don't think she's that bad. I think she's just got a lot going on around her. But then they would do stuff to make her, like, very teenager-like. Uh, you know, like, there's a construction helmet. I'm not going to wear that. Like, that's geeky looking and stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, Heather. And You're a girl. Yeah, they don't really develop her till the very end of the game, where you actually have her have really concern for someone else. So, I mean... Sorry, though. My pick of the week is a video game too, and it is Yakuza Dead Souls, and it's not the best Yakuza game out there, but it is uber mindless fun, and I don't know, going around shooting zombies is the cast of Yakuza, pretty fun. Majima is still lols. I got nothing, really. Just, it's a fun game, but no going into it that it's incredibly repetitive, but there's a fun zombie story to be had, so there you go. <laughs> Is it still better than Shenmue? Oh, hell yes. Shenmue's Everything's stupid. better than Shenmue. <laughs> Shenmue's stupid. I'm going to come out and say it. People can hate me. Shenmue, dumbest game ever. Do you know where the barber is? <laughs> oh, no? Okay. Do you know where the barber is? And then you have to do it like 50 times? That's such a fun game, you Suzuki. So much fun. I would have gladly played 15 more parts of this grand epic you have created, sir. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Want to try your hand at Lucky Hit? You want to try Lucky Hit? You want to try Lucky Hit? Try your hand. Try your hand at Lucky Hit? For God's sake, shut up! I don't want to play Lucky Hit. No one wants to play Lucky Hit. I like Lucky Hit. Camel liar. <laughs> you're, you're lying, Sam. Stop lying. <laughs> Stop my filthy lies. Stop with your filthy, filthy lies. Why isn't everybody like Lucky Hit? Because it's a dumb game. I mean, Inside a dumber game. Lucky uh, Hit is Plinko for really, really boring people. I still don't get how really Pachinko boring. works most of the time, truthfully. No one knows how Pachinko works. You just know you get money at the end. I never get money playing Pachinko. You well, spend $50 playing Pachinko and you get back five. That's what happens. Yep. Okay, that makes more sense then. Okay, go Jeff. 
my pick of the week is a very guy pick of the week, but I don't care. I a lot of people know I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and in St. Louis, Missouri, baseball is nothing short of a religion. We like basketball, we like hockey, we like football, but baseball is basically a religious experience here. And we're about to kick off the new season, St. Louis Cardinals. Opening days coming up next week. Good times will have be had by all. We won last year. We're going to win this year. And screw you, Albert Pujols. That's all. See, what I love about St. Louis hockey is that you're close enough to drive to your nearest rival's arena and form your own cheering section that subverts their uh, their let's go chant. Yeah. So you get a half an arena chanting sexual predators. Well, we do <laughs> and that. it shows up on TV. Right. And the commentators have immediately have to start talking <laughs> so they can mute the sound from the arena. It's awesome. Yes, it's funny. Now, we, do, we do that to Nashville. We do that to Chicago a lot. But as I said, uh, baseball is a religion here. Our national pastime is making fun of the Cubs, though. You know what Cubs stands for, don't you? Why don't you tell us? C-U-B-S. Completely useless beyond September. Ouch. Oh, You leave Chicago sports alone. I, I still think the funniest damn thing was when Bartman caught the ball and the governor of Florida offered him asylum. Oh, God. That was funny as hell. I laughed for three days straight after I saw that. Clearly you have better things to yell about and laugh about. At that time, no, because the Cardinals didn't win that year. and It's like, the Cubs could actually win. The Cubs could... Then I watched that, and I just... I literally fell on the floor laughing. It was so funny. It's one of those, your, your sides hurt so bad because you're laughing so hard. I haven't had one of those experiences in a while. All right, so my pick of the week is going to... Um, this is a new thing on Cartoon Network, which is... Uh, they're doing like a solid block of DC, car- DC Comics cartoons. And in between them, they're showing these little shorts... And uh, they there are sort of little series within those shorts. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, Super Best Friends Forever, which is from the creative team of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and um, uh, I guess some show about ponies that I won't mention. But it is about crazy adventures with Wonder Girl, Supergirl, and Batgirl. This sounds amazing. Well, why didn't you tell me about this? I sent you the YouTube link. No, you didn't. I, I no, I don't trust you anymore. I did. No, you didn't. They stole Wonder Woman's invisible jet to get burritos. <laughs> okay, now I want the YouTube link. All right, I will dig it up for you all later, and it will be in the show notes, and I will email it to you or something also, so you can see. I want to steal Wonder Woman's invisible jet for burritos. Yes, burritos. We want burritos and taquitos. An invisible jet. Full of burritos. I like taquitos. Does anyone else have anything random to say? <laughs> I'm Idaho. Does anyone else have any Simpsons quotes? Aw, oh, $20. I wanted a peanut. Just get it all out, Sam. Get your Get your Simpsons quotes out. I'm okay now. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Yeah. That's the dumbest question you've ever asked. What do you think? The chances of us having no Simpsons quotes for the rest of this episode are zero. 
If there was a number lower than zero, I'd go there. That there are numbers lower than zero. I have to stop fantasizing about Lee Majors. <laughs> there, one more. I got it in. <laughs> so, Scott, I'm going to fantasize about Lee Majors, and you can sit and be upset. No, 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 no. Alright, I'm done being random. I think it's the fever talking. Alright. So I guess our main topic is to settle forever which show is better, Tiny Toons or Animaniacs. Can't I say both? No, there must be one winner. No. You can like both, but you still have to pick a favorite. No, No. I refuse. I'm not picking either. (laughs) Ha ha, Scott, your plan fails. There's only one reason and one part of Tiny Toons that I makes me think about putting Tiny Toons up top, and that is the phrase, Ah, mango juice! <laughs> Just because I love that, because every time you say that, something's supposed to hit you in the head. Ah, mango juice! <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It, it never gets old. It's funny as hell. And that scene where Plucky just continuously gets his head caved in over and over again makes me laugh like no end. But Animaniacs is better. It just is. It just is. No, United it States really Canada, isn't Mexico because, family. you know, Tiny Toons had a little bit of variety to it. No, it actually didn't. No, it was almost it entirely, it was entirely slapstick. over and over again. No, 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 no. Okay, do you guys remember the one about the monster that Babs fell in love with? I love that episode and that I peed my pants as a child during it. It scared the shit out of me for some reason. Then Why? I rewatched the old... You know what? It was the guy's lips. <laughs> he had really freaky lips. And then just like his intentions for the aminals, and I didn't like it. <laughs> aminals? Aminals. Am- I'm not Elmira. Why we're, no, why we're on the subject, can uh, everyone here agree that Sam essentially is a slightly less, and only slightly, less violent version of Elmira? <laughs> not Elmira. I don't know where you get this from. You just said aminals. <laughs> I have a fever. <laughs> no, you talk like that all the time. Oh, burn. No, I don't. You are Elmira. Oh. The only thing that discourages you is you don't have a skull in your hair that I know of. It's Do the I Mr. Haunt you Skullhead in your show starring oh, him, Mr. Skull. Skullhead. Good idea. Stopping Whoa. to smell the roses. Bad idea. Stopping to pick the roses. That was the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Mm. Okay, so, I don't know. I loved the cast of Tiny Toons just slightly a bit more than I do the cast of Animaniacs because there was actually a few characters on Animaniacs I was not a fan of. So every time their episodes kind of came up, I would turn it off until they were... didn't you like? Believe it or not, it was Rita and Ralph. I didn't like them at all. And I didn't like Mindy and Buttons. Oh, and oh they were cute. Mindy I didn't mind Mindy and Buttons because that poor damn dog. Well, that no, was why I, I didn't like it, was that poor damn dog. I love the episode where Elmira actually <laughs> shows up. And they send Elmira after the baby and they just said, okay, we, we got that this. Was, got that this. was an amazing episode, that crossover. Mm. Having Elmira as the babysitter. Right. That was good. Actually, any episode where Elmira is being a babysitter is actually pretty brilliant. All right, so the, you you brought up characters, and this is going to be my point about Tiny Toons, is that... Too many? Well, it my thing about Tiny Toons is not that there are too many, is that the vast majority of them are really just kind of 
really basic recreations of earlier Looney Tunes characters. Batman, so there are just Batman. piles and piles of sketches you could just reshoot with the real characters, and it would not be any different. That said, I think um, Tiny Toons managed to create a decent... Because they were derivative of a Commedia dell'arte troupe, that ha- they had the same Commedia dell'arte troupe vibe, where you could sort of slap any three of them into any situation, and it would work, and it would be pretty funny, whereas Animaniacs, there are some characters that exist only for one sort of story. Like Slappy. As much as I love Slappy, you couldn't really put her into too much. I know, Slappy had a lot of range, considering what they've done with... They did with her in a few of the movie parodies they did. Well, I wasn't counting those, but yeah, that I could... I can see where you're coming I from. I totally forgot about Slappy. She was my favorite growing <laughs> But it's weird that there's certain that are forget- forgettable among them. Well, that's well, the that thing about You remember all the Animaniacs characters. You remember, the, I don't. You, remember some, you remember some of the ones you don't like, but you remember them. There's like, I can remember two or three of my favorite Tiny Toons, and that's about it. Remember, Buster, Bags, Plucky, Hampton. Bags? That's pretty much it. Her name is Bags? Babs, pardon. Get it right. Babs, so sue me. Buster. Oh, Montana Max. Who? Oh, yeah. I, the rich I freaking love Montana Max. <laughs> Especially uh, when they did the musical parody of Money. I thought that was kind of perfect. That was, that was good. Also, on Sega, they had the um, Tiny Toons like, sports game where you'd play all the different sports. Oh, yes! Addicted to that game. Still one that I, I gotta look it up now. All I remember was Furball did squash. No, it was awesome. There's like soccer in it, and it was Acme All Stars. That's what it was. Yeah, I had that growing up, and it was pretty fun. I thought they made an Animaniacs game too. They did. I had it actually. It was on it's Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. That's what I was gonna say. Super. It Nintendo. was really fun, but it was actually really hard. <laughs> Which is really odd because it, you know should have been more like of a kids game, you know. No, that game was hard. I never actually beat it. You know what I found with Animaniacs, though? More people, like, in, it caught on with, like, an older crowd. Like, Tiny Toons, like, are a... Well, know, Tiny Toons really only did slapstick sketches, whereas Animaniacs had all these really great parodies of Hollywood culture and the movie industry, in addition to parodies of movies and things. Well, that and there was a lot of in-jokes that kids just wouldn't get, like... I'll go back and you know watch an Animaniacs episode, and see that you know those little bitty sketches, and you're like, oh, I get that joke now. <laughs> like there was a whole sketch about the Animaniacs driving Saddam and uh, Hussein crazy. <laughs> you don't get that. that when you're eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking. Which ones stuck around longer? Oh, it's Animaniacs actually. Yep. Yep. Like I openly admit. Um, I own Tiny Toons on DVD. How did um, it only have three seasons? Is Internet well, Movie Database correct in that? Yeah, and that's actually fairly common with cartoons, is you'd get about 39 to 50 episodes, which is enough to which is enough to do a syndication run and just keep it cycling on Saturday oh, mornings five forever. Oh, for Animaniacs. Not bad. And then how many for Pinky and the Brain? Let's see. Well, Animaniacs definitely had a lot that it could branch off with. I mean, Pinky and the Brain is well, probably think, one of the most brilliant things they came up with. Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I think why Animaniacs has a more popularity is because it was, like, a wide amount of ages and the right amount of people could watch it. Yeah, Pinky and the Brain went four seasons. Not bad. 
Can I point out that Pinky and the Brain, when it first aired, aired prime time on Fox for a little while? It actually aired at like the 6 o'clock block before The Simpsons. I remember that. It, they aired Pinky and the Brain followed by Batman the Animated Series for just, not for very long. I think it was for like a, two or three months, but they actually aired that in prime time. Tiny Toons is never going to make prime time. So, yeah, sure. Pinky and the Brain, greatest cartoon ever. Well, okay, not, but still, one of the best ever. And it came out of Animaniac, so that's one of my leading factors. That and for all time, United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama is stuck in my brain. Yeah, well, and those see, are catchy. See, and this is the thing is... Um, Every now and again, the network people would show up at Tiny Toons, and they would do an honest-to-God moral lesson educational-type show. Like, there was a whole thing about underage drinking and smoking, and it was preachy and annoying like anything you'd expect. Animaniacs? That would not fly. They would give you educational content, but damn. You wouldn't know what's happening. You you did not know what was happening, but you knew what... But at the end of it, you were laughing, and you knew who the 18th president of the U.S. was. Right. That gave us burping states, You knew all 50 states and their capitals, and you knew you damn well better answer in the form of a question. Would you like to take a survey? <laughs> no! Would you like to watch a movie with John Wayne eating beans? <laughs> I love that one. Would you like a movie about beans? Would you like about a movie about John Wayne eating beans? Would you like... Oh, God. The sad fact is I met that lady, and she works at the mall. Oh, God. I just remember growing up and not understanding that, but my mom just dying of laughter. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, God, now I know exactly why that's funny. Not only is it just the people you encounter, but I mean, in a lot of the Westerns, he really did all eat beans. He just sat there and ate beans. (laughs) Everybody ate beans. Well, it was the easiest food to get on the Wild Wild West. Good beans, though. Those are good beans. Like, come on, and come on. You had a whole... Like, you had recurring characters that were just a parody of Goodfellas. That was true. And the, I the didn't pigeons, find that, that, that was interesting. Now, the, the best one's still got to be Pinky and the Brain, though. You get a, a retarded Australian mouse, <laughs> and you get a mouse that is the reincarnation of... Oh, damn it, I forget his name off the top of my head. Orson Welles. Thank you. It's Orson Welles and a retarded Australian mouse try and take over the world. And the, and the funniest show. episode, the funniest episode I ever saw, was when Brain's just like, you know what? Screw it. Just screw it. We're going to do whatever Pinky says. Just for the fun of it. And Pinky damn near almost takes over the planet until Brain screws it up. Well, surely, you know, you can't let him be the successful one. But that was just so damn funny, because Brain's just like, you know what? Screw Why it. the hell not? I'm We're screw- going to start a clam farm. A clam petting zoo. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We'll just, we'll just do it, just because, you know what? I'm frustrated and tired, and I don't feel like doing anything else. So fine. We're going to do a clam petting zoo. And next thing you know, Pinky's run- running for president of the United States and damn near about ready to take over the planet. So maybe Pinky's the insane genius, I don't know. Or just lucky. Insanely lucky. Eh. I think it would have been cool to have been in a world completely run by, you know, Pinky. Chia Earth. You know what the best thing about Chia Earth is? What? Free t-shirts. Free t-shirts. I like t-shirts. You can send the entire population 
of humanity over to another planet in less than an hour if you give everybody a free T-shirt. That's what Pinky in the Brain has taught us. Like that, and that was the thing: is Pinky in the Brain, as much as it was this ridiculous premise, it was also this really great sort of. There were occasionally these moments where you you would do a good job of skewering society. I guess that's true. Uh, I like the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde spoof that they did on Pinky and the Brain. That was good. It was really good, yeah. That whole episode, because I think in the same episode, they like became regulars on the 50s kitty show, the two of them. Like, they just had such good ideas for these episodes. <laughs> the time they were on the real world. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, the, still one of the funniest moments in Pinky the Brain is when uh, Brain attempts to make a clone of himself, and Pinky accidentally screws it up, and they end up conceiving a child, and he's like, Look, there's no way you are this thing's mother. There, it just happens to have half of your DNA. Oh my god! <laughs> and that sudden horror of, oh my god, you are, it's mummy. You know what episode I also love? Do you remember the one where they were at Elmira's house? No, I didn't. There, there was a. Yeah, El- there's Elmira. one where they are actually at Elmira's house. No, that was a whole show. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Just because, you know. I can't remember what she called Brain. It was something like Mr. No- Mr. Noodle Noggin. <laughs> it was Mr. Noodle Noggin. I don't remember the, what she called Pinky. But she was trying to play dress up with them. <laughs> of course, okay. you know, Brain would have I remember this. I remember yeah. this one. It was I, great. I really gotta get Pinky and the Brain on DVD. Is that out on DVD somewhere? Yes. 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 Warner find. Brothers actually releases their stuff on DVD. Unlike Disney. Mm. Jerks. Disney releases some... Yeah, and then they get well. They started, and then they gave up on doing the final seasons of pretty much everything. Yeah, whatever happened to gargoyles? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Poop faces. But I don't know. Animaniacs had a weird love of bringing Elmira back on that show because Elmira was awesome. Clearly, Which... it was just also an easy thing to work in. You know, right. People remembered how crazy she was. Yeah, see, I just gave you a uh, side-handed comp- compliment there. I said, Elmira is yes. awesome. Yeah, and I hate you. It's a good fire. Didn't she try to go for Montana Max once? Yes. Yes. Here's the thing, like, they almost looked like they were related, so that was kind of creepy. <laughs> Except for the part where she's Elmer Fudd and he's uh, Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Which, that would be equally as creepy. Well... Oh, that was the, uh, what was that episode where every character has his mentor? Yep. And, uh, and Elmer Fudd's, and back in my day, we shot the Wabbits, and we tried everything we could to kill them. And Elmer, now times have changed. And then Elmer, yeah, now we hug them to death. We smother them to death. Close enough. (laughs) Here's the funny thing. I was just looking at a picture of um, Tiny Toons, and, like, I only remember even looking at them, like, the names of about, like, three of them. Oh, my gosh. I actually remember more of the Tiny Toons than I do some of the I thought I did, too, but now I'm looking at it. Who was the name of the skunk girl? Fifi. Fifi? And then was it Laffy, the... Um... Was that her name? No, it was, um, Shirley. Oh, God, I don't remember. Yeah, this, like, didn't leave. No, it doesn't leave as much of an impression, sadly. I'm but, amazed well, that I, I remember I that stuff. 
watched it more growing up, if I remember correctly. Well, I watched them both, but... See, I remember being more of a Tiny Toons nut just because I I remember actually having more of the Tiny Toons merchandise Mm -hmm. growing up. Like, I still own my Babs and Buster Bunny plushies. I still own my Hampton plushie. So, I still have those. Um, I had a Plucky plushie, but my brother, he did awful things to it, so I don't have it anymore. But I did own a lot of the Tiny Toons merchandise compared to... um, some of the Animaniac stuff. I mean, that's how I met my childhood best friend in kindergarten was I was wearing a Babs Bunny t-shirt and I had my Babs and Buster Bunny toys. She immediately went home the next day, begged her parents to buy her the same things. And then she came the next day in the same outfit. And then we're like, do you want to be my friend? Yes, I do. <laughs> and we were inseparable since. Oh, I forgot about Little Beeper, too. Little Beeper was brilliant. Yeah, that one was good. I mean... Uh... I. Does anyone remember Foul Mouth? Nope. He only had no. one episode, but it was one of my favorites growing up because he was a kid. Didn't he have the it, New York accent? He was accent? in love with Shirley. With the New York accent. And every time something happened to him, like if he was, if Shirley was treating him awful or whatever, he would swear. And of course, he would sound like a dialed up radio <laughs> whenever he swore. And then they I'm actually had to... got away with that. They did. That was the funny thing. And then the end of the episode is him getting a metallic claw beak to, to stop him from swearing to translate it into something more polite it was it was actually that was one of the, the better ones that I remember um, I was kind of sad that they didn't bring him back once in a while but I mean you could only do the one gag oh, go go dodo that was always one of the weirder uh, tiny tunes or any you know Characters, the the little dodo mutant thing from the alternate dimension that just... The more you thought about that character, the worse of a headache you got. Well, I, to be honest, can't figure out who he was supposed to be. I was just trying to figure that out, too. There was a a dodo figure that looked just like him back in the Looney Tunes, and he would, you know... Oh, no, he was a parody of a classic Looney Tunes short with Porky Pig. Right. It was also a dodo, and it was like... It was that was like one of the crazier like that's like it was like the second craziest Looney Tunes sketch. Hmm. Right, because he just you know pop in and out you know he had some weird dimensional ability would just disappear and reappear. It's weird. It's one of those. Someone had way too much time to think about this episode. Aw, but I loved Little Sneezer too. He was great. Ha ha! Choo! I have a little cold. Didn't they have an episode where they turned them all into babies, or did they yes. spin that off, or did they spin that off? I can't even remember. No, now. that that happened. Okay, I was like, that happened. Where did that from? It was one of the characters whose name is escaping me made a invention that made them into babies, and of course, you know, mis- mischief happens. And it, I don't remember much though about the episode, sadly. But I do remember that happening. I just remember Bugs had to take care of them. Yeah. Now, my, my personal favorite Tiny Toons episode has to go to the Citizen Kane parody. That was really good. Where the whole time they were doing the Citizen Kane parody, in the very end, they, you think he says said he's he's got Rosebud. No, I've got chicken pox, you stupid mother. <laughs> like, oh, so much for the artsiness. <laughs> kind of went away. 
I'm trying to think of some of the other episodes that I really loved. I mean, I was always a huge fan growing up of the musical ones. I always thought those were a lot of fun. Like I said, I mentioned the Montana Max one. I always loved Babs Bunny doing Aretha Franklin. Um, Buster Bunny doing Do You Love Me. Yeah, I do freely admit anytime I hear that come on the radio, I immediately think of Buster Bunny doing that song. Do (laughs) you love me? And he's, you know, using the bullhorn to try and blow Babs' ears out. I don't know why, but that's forever linked to that song for me. But those were always pretty creative for the most part, just some of the ways that they'd interpret the songs. I always thought that was really fun. And, like, I'm the same. There's certain songs that when I heard them on that show, if I hear them now, that's what I connect it to. Yes. I will say that I got uh, had one of my first juvenile uh, laughs at the one, the one episode where they had uh, the name game, Elmira was singing the name game. That was a really good one. Oh, though. yeah. I just remember sitting there and I was like, I wonder why they didn't do Plucky's name. Then I sang the song through. Plucky, Plucky. Oh, that's why they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoops. That could have been bad. I mean, and uh, come cool. on. Juvenile humor. You gotta love it. What about Baby Plucky? All his episodes were amazing. Down All the of hole. them. Do go down the hole. It was just the one joke. No. It's going downhole. It was toilet no. humor. Literally. I, I want my blue ball. <laughs> or the one where he plays with the elevator nonstop. I love the elevator one where he makes the switch with baby Babs. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then there's Plucky's mom. Hey, wait a minute. What's this pink thing? And there's Plucky still on the elevator going up and down. <laughs> Again, I love that one, but I remember my mom liking those ones more just because I actually did do that one. The elevator one. I got into a trouble at a mall once because when I was little, uh, I guess I strayed away from my mom who, she does daycare for a living. So when we, when we were doing at-home daycare, she had enough kids that when we go to the mall, she was trying to deal with them. And so I would go off and do my own thing. I got stuck in an elevator once. I cried ah. for many hours. I got what I deserved. She goes, this is why you don't let Tiny Toons influence your life. <laughs> then she'd watch the episode and, you know, she was laughing so hard because she just thinks back to me doing that. Equally, you know, I also used to put things down the toilet. That was just something where I know for my mom, she found it way more funny than I did. All right, there's your new quote for the episode. <laughs> yeah. I just put things down the toilet. <laughs> no context. <laughs> no context. I put things down the toilet. Does anyone dad... want that for a ringtone? <laughs> no. Hey, hey, my dad did lose his keys in the toilet. Except that one wasn't me, that was my brother. I could tell you many horror stories of my brother as a child. I want to put things down. I'm walking along and I hear, I put things down the toilet. I put things down the whole toilet. People just turn and look at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? It's like, it's my friend. She's, she's weird. How am I weird? I'm more normal than you. Oh, excuse me. Mrs. Animals. Animal. No, wrong character. Animal. Ringtone. <laughs> I don't like these ringtones that you want, Jeff. I better get some of these profits. I don't think we've made any money yet, so. <laughs> when money is made, there will be profits for Sam. <laughs> All the profits. <laughs> I'm going I'm to put up an April Fool's video tomorrow on YouTube. It's going to be nothing but your ringtones. I'll sue. 
I'll, I'll do some, you know, ShamWow thing where it's like, call <gasps> right now, and you can have all four of these great, weird ringtones by Sam for just a dollar. You know, that kind of thing. And no one's going to know what the hell you're talking about, and they're going to feel so conflicted. They're going to be very confused. Then they're going to go find out what these ringtones are. Then they're going to laugh at them how stupid they are. And money will be made. Better be money. You promised. I'm holding you to it now. What are we selling them for? A dollar eighty-five? No, ninety-nine cents. No, Cartman tells me it should be a dollar eighty-five. Why does Cartman say it should be a dollar eighty-five? Chef says it should be two fifty. Should they be two fifty? Because Chef said so. No, that's his Scottish parents. (laughs) They think everything is two fifty. I gave the Loch Ness monster two fifty. Why did you give him two fifty? I thought he'd leave us alone. Worst Scotch people ever. <laughs> but I digress. We need to go back to Tiny Toons. Yeah, it's been a little t- off topic there. But yes, Animaniacs is better. I'm just saying. Keep going. It is. More memorable characters. Funnier lines. Funnier skits. I, like I said. Better parodies. I don't parodies. agree about the characters, though. Because you know it what? It wasn't preachy ever. I can ignore the preachy crap because it never bothered me. The only but episode I'm that got sorry. a little... Who the hell remembers Minerva Mink? <laughs> she was one of the stupidest things they came up with, because she was supposed to be their interpretation of a slut. Hello, nurse. Like, seriously. Yeah, but that was a well-drawn mink slut. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And did anyone really remember her outside of me bringing her up? No. <laughs> I remember the nurse. Yeah, well, the nurse does nothing except stands there with her tits out. And it's apparently... Once again, I remember the nurse. (laughs) But, I don't know. I just... Like, I wasn't a fan of Rita and Runt. I mean, the the good feathers had their moments, but they were still not, you know, any of my actual favorites. Pinky and the Brain was probably the most brilliant thing to come out of that. And probably the three Warner Brothers. I thought most of the side characters were pretty weak at times. I loved Slappy. Slappy was kind of a one-trick pony at times. I mean, I loved her cowgirl episode. That is one of my favorites. Slappy at Woodstock? Who's on stage? Who? My favorites. Who is on stage? Who? No, you don't understand. Who? I'm asking who is on stage. Who? Okay. Is there a band on stage? No, the band's on later. Oh. Then who's on stage now? Who? Uh, I just love the whole bit where they work in yes. That was great. Yep, those were really good. Like, like I said, Slappy had her moments, but it always had to do with her being an old lady and reminiscing about ye olden days. And they always did that with her episodes, so that always kind of upset me a little bit. It wasn't that her episodes were really that memorable, it was just, for her, it was the same shtick over and over again, just Framed different ways. Uh, Slappy is the little old lady from Pasadena. Wasn't awesome. That was amazing. <laughs> I love that. I used to play that song in the car all the time. Pasadena. Dude, she used to hit people with her purse. <laughs> I slowly learned that that was a great idea. <laughs> I was the child that mimicked things from TV and yet never had to go to the hospital. Oh God! Another quote. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a ringtone, but I'm pretty sure that's a t-shirt. <laughs> no, I just remember that Wacko would, like, overshadow Dot and Yakko really bad. Like, he was almost everybody I knew's favorite of the uh, three of them. Uh, uh, was... 
Yango got so many one-liners, though. Even just responses to things like, like what was it? Uh, like when they're when they're pestering Beethoven, and he's like, uh, "I am a pianist." It's like you kiss your mother with that mouth. <laughs> You know what I think it was for the Wacko popularity? I just think it was Yakko's design that, like, Wacko had the funnier design. He was a little more crazy. Because I'm looking at it now, and I'm just like... Tongue hanging in his mouth. Yeah, I think Yakko is a character that I appreciated more as I watched, you know, as I got older and went back to watch the show. But when I was a kid, you know, it was all about Wacko. Seriously. Wacko just had the appeal that most kids could just relate to. I mean, the belching operas... I did that. <laughs> I know I did. I still do it. All your admissions this podcast are amazing, Sam. <laughs> no, but Scott can attest to the actual burping operas. I really do do those. <laughs> Flashy. No, but I love um, the... Uh, Jeff, I've actually, I have actually won belching competitions, okay, with my friends. I will take your word for it. It's not I, something I should be proud of, I know. Is there a trophy involved? I wish. God, how come you never gave me a trophy? What? This is what am I responsible for giving? If you, I gave you a trophy for belching, you'd smack me. No, I wouldn't. I'd be so proud of it. You no, would she, smack me she, and keep the trophy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She'd smack you, but she's not throwing that trophy away. <laughs> it's pride, man. How do you guys feel about Dot? I loved her. I did. I think I just liked her because she was more like the girl character, now that I think about it. She had her really fun moments, though, like when she was doing any parodies related to the old Golden Age females. They were always really interesting. Like, I love whenever they had her doing, like, Marilyn Monroe or Katherine Hepburn. Cowgirl Dot is always awesome. So, like, it had, she had her moments. I just always felt bad for her because she was also in the neglected position most of the time. They, in a lot of cases, sometimes they came across like they didn't know what to do with her. I did not realize that her voice actress um, is Chip from Chip and Dale. Like yeah, actually, every single Animaniac has a pretty recognizable voice from something else you've watched. Oh my god, she's done so much stuff. Jeez. Yeah. Well, she's from she's, The Simpsons. She's Arnold's grandma in Hey Arnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, it's, if it's who I'm thinking of, it's Trust McNeil, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's... In she did Daisy even... Duck, Dale, like she. Did... Oh my God, she was in Mission Hill too. Oh. Yeah, she's she's been in pretty much any cartoon you can think of. She's been in it, and like, there's a good reason why she's she's a really good voice actress, and like her voice is just just completely recognizable. <laughs> he recognized blood. I don't even think it's a real word, <laughs> but um, yeah, like. She's just, she's been in everything. My god, she's done half the voices of The Simpsons, half the voices on Futurama. Um, the amount of Disney roles is just not Yeah, Disney World is crazy. I mean, she was in Fallout 2 and in Oh King my god, there was a Mighty Ducks, the TV series? Yeah, they were That's... actually ducks from space who fought villains and played hockey. Yes, and it was as dumb as you could possibly imagine. It was the du- it is as exactly as dumb as they sound as it sounded. They had guns that shot hockey pucks. Wow. Oh, it's I think I blocked that out. They had like a secret base under the hockey rink that would fold open so they could launch their rockets. Oh wow. Yeah, Let's she was in gargoyles way. too. I said the three main warners have been in just about anything and yeah, everything. She's Babs Bunny. Yep. Ah. 
That was no effort for them. It was just, hey, you want to move to Dot Warner, who's kind? It was basically uh, Babs 2.0. So now that we're talking, I actually think I, as a kid, I would say I was more of a Tiny Toons fan, but now, like, it would have been Animaniacs. Like, go back and find some old episodes, and you will just find new things to laugh at. You know what, though? I think in a lot of cases, it's just, you know, Tiny Toons had its its run, and I think what you see with Animaniacs is there's definitely an evolution of things. Well, it it, it, it is largely the same team. Pretty much. Just with a lot more freedom. Like, I don't think they would have found a place for the kid who tells really weird stories about Randy Beeman. In, I uh, love that kid. Also, I'm pissed that they only ever did one episode of Katie Kaboom. No, there were two. There were Was there two? two? I only remember one. Like, it's the same sort of joke, but there were definitely two. Katie, you can definitely go out with the boy next door, I promise! Oh, man, this it. is making me want to go watch all of them now, because, like, I forgot so much. But, like, now that we're talking about it, like, I'm remembering. Also, random bit of tidbit, but, uh... The guy who voices Yakko, uh, Rob Paulsner, mm-hmm. he is totally the voice of Major Glory on Dexter's Lab. I freaking loved Major Glory. Sam, his name was Robert Paulson. I didn't get it right. I have fever. What did she call him? Pauls- Paulson. See, no, it's just that I have to say it that way because then I get to reference Fight Club. Shut up. <laughs> Who cares about Fight Club? It's all about Kim Possible. What? What? How are those two At first she remotely? said my name and I got really confused and then I was like, oh, okay. How are those two things remotely related? He was in that show too. Yeah, but Robert Paulson wasn't actually in Fight Club. Shut up, Tyler Durden. Oh, boy. I think the fever is starting to take hold, Scott. Yeah. She just tried to link. and We just went on a ride here from Animaniacs to Tiny Toons. To somehow we ended up at Fight Club. He oh, started go it. Off track because I just have to ask Sam if she remembers the show. Do you remember the show Pepper Ann? It was my Don't favorite. Don't get Sam started show on Pepper ever. Ann. I loved Pepper. Okay, all right, all right, fine. We'll save it for Best another day, show but... ever. Peppy, you need to go buy a bra. I don't need support. <laughs> also, I'm going to say this: uh, there were two feature-length animated specials for each of these shows. And the Animatics ones were way better. I, know, I remember really liking like how I spent my summer vacation for uh, in um, Tiny Toons. I also know I still have it on VHS in the basement. Yeah, but does it compare to the massive like two-hour-long Star Wars parody they did? <laughs> you only would say that because you love Star Wars. No, that is legitimately one of the best Star Wars parodies out there. I'm sure it is, but what if you don't like Star Wars? It's still funny, yeah, it, and everyone awesome. likes Star Wars. <laughs> I think that's bull spit, and you know it. Why don't I call up a bunch of Trekkies? Oh, oh. boy. <laughs> the hate mail that, that could come at you, Sam. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm going to hear about it in a few minutes, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm taking it for what I will. I yes. love Star Wars, I'm just saying, you know... Can I insert my, it's probably one of the shortest skits I've ever seen on Animaniacs, but it's by far one of my favorites, the Little Drummer Warners. That was a great one. Where they're playing the three, and I guess there's, instead of one drummer boy, it's two drummer boys and a drummer girl. And they go down and visit Baby Jesus, and they're doing the whole song, 
And of course, their drummer so, drum solo turns into a jazz solo, which is kind of funny. And the the way it ended with the uh, and he smiled at me, me and my drum. That was really cute. That was a really really well done. Uh, the Christmas specials on Animaniacs were always top notch. Yes, and shall we bring up the Pinky and the Brain Christmas special that still makes you cry? Oh God, so good. The Halloween one was genius too. If anyone wants to know how to make Scott cry, all you need to do is put on the Pinky and the Brain Christmas special. He balls like a baby. I've seen it happen. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> the only thing that maybe has topped that was when we went to go see Toy Story 3, and he balled like a baby. Ha. I was bawling just as bad, so you know what? I, I can't, you know, Toy Story 3 made everyone cry, even yeah, John, I was gonna my say, boyfriend. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't cry at the pinky in the brain. Toy Story 3, yeah, okay, I cried. I, I, don't, know if, <laughs> I, I don't want to admit it, but I will. <laughs> but would you guys have taken pinky in the brain over Animaniacs? If I had to pick one, I'd take pinky in the brain. Yeah, if you, if you said, I couldn't, if I could only watch one, I'd do pinky in the brain. And it did have the only really good moral episode where they did the anti-smoking episode. <laughs> That still sticks with me when they show that, you know, supposedly 30-year-old man in the life support machine in the wheelchair. He looks like a half-dead. I remember watching that as a kid. It's like, I'm never smoking because I don't want to look like that. It was pretty creepy, I have to say. But then the wheel of morality. And then brain grows a conscience. Which was on both shows. But that was well done because when they did Tiny Toons, you know, the morality shows, it was beat you over the head preachiness, and it got kind of annoying. The only one that got close to that was um, Animaniacs or Pinky in the Brain was that anti-smoking episode, and they still did a pretty good job with it. Still better than the Tiny Toons anti-smoking episode. Yeah, I was in- Well, that one really does drill the point home. They gotta feel bad for Babs, man. Her Sunday kept melting. <laughs> Poor Babs. I love Babs. I do. I like her slightly more than Dot Warner. Not gonna lie. But it was more of just... Again, I think something we're forgetting is just the time frame between the two shows. Like, I have fun... They were produced back to back. No, I realize that, but I also know for me growing up, I know why I gravitated more to one over the other. And that probably had to do with the fact of my age. Like, for Tiny Toons, everything just kind of clicked with me as a child because, you know, it was right on my level. With Animaniacs... That's insane. With Animaniacs, it, you didn't appreciate it till you... Till you were older. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just because, you know, my mom would laugh at things, and I would sit there and be like, I don't get why that's funny. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, I rewatch it when I'm older, and I'm like, okay, I totally get why this is funny now. It's just like watching really old episodes of The Simpsons. It's the same thing. There are little things that you don't catch right away... And then when you see them now, you're just like, oh, okay, that's why. So, I mean, that is something to factor in. Um, I just know for me, like, I loved both shows equally. I just remember gravitating more towards Tiny Toons because Babs Bunny was the girl I wanted to be. I felt like they sold Tiny Toons on you really hard when you were a kid, too. Well, that was just it. didn't have, like, the mark because they had just as many, like, stuffed animals. I remember all that. But I I think it wasn't for us, too, with Babs because she's a little sassy, a little, you know. She was pink, so there you go. You know, there's the pink, there's the sass. 
she just had a lot of attitude. And, you know, for a lot of girls, sometimes that was just enough, especially considering the other female characters on the show were, were pretty effing dreadful. And it didn't help that Baz was always, Baz was always the one pointing out the flaws of those mm-hmm. female characters. I and never even thought of that. Not she that you does it all the time, though, because, you know, she'd always say to Shirley, you know, you're really mean. Or she'd say to, like, Fifi, she's like, you got to stop being boy crazy. So a lot of girls our age, you know, growing up, we were totally behind Babs. It was like, yeah, boys are icky and we shouldn't be mean to each other and all that kind of stuff. Even though secretly, you know, we were always going, oh, Babs, get together with Buster. <laughs> I mean, and then they did, but... <laughs> you know, there was always that, that hope of, just do it now, kiss. Well, I felt like the girl characters, besides Babs, it was just to, like, you know, have more female characters. But, like, they weren't really that good, unfortunately. Like, Babs was the only one that I gravitated to. Because I can even remember the names of any of the other ones. Well, that, and-, and that just goes to show you, like, there, there's nothing really that memorable about the female cast of, of Tiny Toons. And Animaniacs, unfortunately, has the same problem, though. I mean... To me, other than Dot and Slappy, I mean, I really didn't like half the other female characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I am in the camp that really hated Rita, because I thought Rita was a bitch. But what about Pinky's sister? <laughs> she was awesome. <laughs> and she was scary as hell. <laughs> Pinky's sister still gives me nightmares. Yeah, I remember, but she was the same personality. No, Pinky's sister was a spool of thread. Oh, no, I thought you meant the female Pinky that sometimes appeared. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Mother. I forgot about the spool thread. No, I remember the spool of thread now, but I thought he was referring to the actual, when they brought out that he had a sister. Yeah, the Pinky, the, uh, I mean, the uh, Pinky and Drag character was just, oh, God. Creepy. Yeah, terrifying. But he would actually tell people, this is my sister, even though he's completely in drag. But that was totally, like, what he believed, and we all rolled with it. Even Brain. <laughs> Can I also add that uh, Pinky actually added the words Zort and Narf into the lexicon, and no one still knows what they mean? Nope. Well, Zort is the opposite of Traws. Yes, but nobody knows what that means either. Yeah. Fiddly posh, too. That was a good one. Egad. And if you say them all in a row, fiddly. people really think you're crazy. Narf, Zort, fiddly posh. Oh, goodness. I think I just lost an IQ point. <laughs> yes, yes, you did, and you made me lose a few. Can I argue that Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are basically Larry, Curly, and Moe? Curly is Dot, the somewhat sane one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Yakko is... I guess he would be considered Moe as the leader, sort of. And Dot, I mean, Wacko is obviously Larry. <laughs> Larry's often, you know, La La Land. That's probably true. Yeah. See, but their their efforts are directed are always directed outward. True. Like they are always out to get someone else, regardless well, then I, of whether I always, or not they deserve it. I always like the fact that they were kind of, you know, they were supposed to be 1920s cartoons that were created that were just what. <laughs> You know, speed forward into the modern day, and they're still like, what? And that still somehow managed to bounce around uh, all through time so they can make fun of Sherlock Holmes and meet Michelangelo, who is not, in fact, a turtle. Which they were very upset about. Yeah, they were very upset that Michelangelo was, was not, not a, a turtle. turtle. Oh. 
Do you like pizza? What's pizza? Oh, no! All my dreams are ruined. My dreams would be ruined, too, if I heard that. Seriously. What other cartoon was going to make a joke about Ernest Hemingway? Really? Besides um, Hysteria? Yeah. God, they got, like, everything in there, I feel like. (laughs) Many Shakespeare. Yeah, just, like, anything. Can I also point out they made a gag about Heidi Fleiss? Oh, Heidi wow. Fleiss. Heidi Fleiss on a, on a cartoon show. At the time, I didn't even get to, I was like, who's Heidi Fleiss? How'd they get away with like, this? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, they didn't even... All they basically said was they were doing a musical number, and they go, Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Fleiss. And that was it. And it was like... <laughs> but, it, you know, everyone who watched that was the adult knew what that meant. <laughs> See, that's, that brings us back to our point. Like, Animaniacs was more, like, geared towards adults, even though they, it was played, like, on, you know... Wait, were they on Nickelodeon at that time? Where did they, they even start out? They bounced from Fox Kids to Kids WB when, once the WB had their own network. Oh, okay. I have done some further research and discovered that uh, there were like four or five different Katie Kaboom ones. Oh, really? I just yeah, like, like I always remember the one about her dating. Yeah, well, there's two about her dating. There's the one where she's dating, and then there's the one where she's dating Chicken Boo. Oh, God, oh, yes. God. Okay, now Chicken I remember. Boo. And then she's wearing a shirt that's too short, a skirt that's too short, and then a one where she's learning how to drive. Oh, man. You know what we haven't talked about, really? Good idea, bad idea. Good idea, bad idea. Which was just an amazing little short sketch. Like, it just didn't matter what it was about. You always laughed. And it was usually something really simple. Like the flower one I gave as an example. Uh, Chicken Chicken Boo was always my favorite short, just because it was so stupid. Because it appeared out of nowhere? (laughs) It appeared out of nowhere. It had no context, and it was always stupid, but it was funny. And these people people are always... For a one-joke character. Yeah. They were always fooled. These people were always fooled by a six-foot-tall chicken who could only say buck. Yeah. (laughs) Chicken Boo was pretty special. Oh, I forgot that Mr. Skullhead was totally in the Hamlet parody because he was the skull. <laughs> I'm slow. He's the guy named Mr. Skullhead. <laughs> this is making me so glad that all these are on DVD now. <laughs> exactly. Well, Tiny Toons, I think, only got like two seasons out of the three. And I'm I hate when they do that. Animaniacs oh. didn't get all of them out no, either. No, I'm still bitter. I have the gem, um on DVD, like all of them, but they released, like, season three in two parts, but they really didn't, because they only released part one, so now I don't have part two. It upsets me. And it will never happen. Yeah. But Animaniacs got them all? Uh, no. It Animaniacs got most. I think I've only seen, like, four box sets, truthfully, and I think there, I know there's supposed to be more than that. There... Well, how many did Pinky and the Brain get, then? Pinky and the Brain got everything. Oh, okay. yes, that's it was the a only show. one that has all of them. Pinky and the Brain only had a couple of seasons by itself. If you count any Maniacs, it had a lot more than that. Yeah, like, I think they only got, like, from what I can tell, there's only, like, maybe... I thought there was more than three. Did they just not meet sales expectations? Because I would think that a lot of people would go for that. You'd think that, but there's a lot of shows that have this problem. And then, well, like, their DVDs are stupidly expensive. That's part of the problem with those okay, kind of yeah, shows. They got, like, okay, they got 75 of the 99 episodes of Animaniacs out on that's DVD. That's pretty good. Well, the problem with those kind of things is they really overcharge for them. I mean, they could put that all on a 
know, a couple of DVDs and sell it for 40 bucks, and people would buy them. But they're asking, you know, $60, $70 a season. That's crazy. There's a lot well, of shows that did that, though. Well, Tiny Toons dropped pretty fast. The whole thing, I, I thought about buying it a couple times, and I was just like, I just don't know if I'm going to like Tiny Toons anymore because it was so geared, like, to my childhood and everything. Yeah. Um, but Animaniacs, I'd actually, and Pinky and the Brain, I would consider getting just because I think, you know, they're more, there's more there for people like our age than there were yep. with, uh, Tiny Toons. So. Yep, Pinky and the Brain got everything out on DVD, which was only like 60-some-odd episodes. And still, they got it all, so hey. <laughs> exactly, that's all that matters. Completely unrelated, but I'm going to say it anyway, because hopefully someone will listen someday. Megas XLR, can we please get that on DVD? Oh, please! That, that one's really not going to happen, man. <laughs> I know, but I can beg and plead and hope. Well, no, actually, it'll be like in 20 years, like how it took that long to get Exo Squad. <laughs> oh, God. So true. Seriously, Megas, LS, Megas SLR was a you know a Mecca fan's wet dream, and they won't put it back out. I think I might be the only person who remembers Exo Squad. Uh, no, it's Gal here. I used to watch it with my bro. How do you guys not talk about these things? I don't, I don't know. know. Sometimes it never comes up. Exo Squad does not come up that often. <laughs> I was gonna say. I can see why. Exo Squad isn't something that comes up in a normal conversation. We don't have normal conversations, as we've quickly established many yeah, a time. Taken. I, uh, can I go really off topic and you can cut this out? I just have a question. Yeah. Would you guys be up for, like, did you guys watch enough Mission Hill to be up for a podcast on it? I did not watch enough Mission Hill. Oh, damn it. Okay. Unless, well, okay. I'm trying to even remember which one Mission Hill was. It was made by Canadians, was it not? Yeah. Weinstein and, uh... I'm trying to remember, because, like, isn't it made by the same people who did home movies? No. No. Okay, no, I'm thinking... No, isn't there there a Simpsons connection? I thought there was a Simpsons connection. I'm trying to remember now. That's why I'm like, I was... I thought you guys would have only seen. Anyways, I love that one. So... Um, I have it on DVD. I should probably, I could mail it to you guys to see the rest of it. Is that it didn't really have a run here in Canada. Like, it was on CBC a few times. Yeah, no, no, it did run. That's the thing, is it was kind of like this thing that was on, yeah, it, it was, was on Teletoon after all the good Teletoon late night shows. So it was two in the morning, and you were like, no. Oh, yeah, it's like, I've I'm seen, so I've seen Clone High and, and, oh. uh, yeah, show. no, there is a, there's a Simpsons and Futurama collection there because um, Bill Oakley, who was executive producer for like 50 episodes or so of The Simpsons, and then... Oh, intriguing. It was one of those shows that I think if it would have came out now, totally would have had more than one season. But I can always send you guys the DVD, like I said. I might do that so I can get my Mission Hill podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my incentive. You because be I probably... love it, and I feel like it's such an... You know what other show, too? Did you guys watch Critic? The Critic? I remember The Critic. I remember The Critic, yeah. Critic <laughs> wasn't that, that, that bad. I thought The Critic was funny. Oh, I like The Simpsons great. episode that he appears on. The great That's... episode where he's like, you must rate... You're a critic. You must rate everything from good to excellent. <laughs> that was a good episode. Oh, I love... And suddenly we're back to the Belch Trophy. <laughs> yes. Amazing how we end up full circle. Well, yeah. 
The Simpsons episode was so good. I'm an Oscar Mayer Wienerman. He stole my song! <laughs> Marge, he stole my song! Oh, stop being jealous of Jay Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> Football in the groin. Football in the groin! Homer, you need to pick an actual movie. Football in the groin. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. Can anyone else actually believe Napoleon Demont? Dynamite is getting a cartoon now. It's been that... on, and it's not really sucks. good. Why like... are they giving him one now? Yeah, I know. It's like now that all the momentum of whatever fan base this movie had is dead, we'll get a bit of cartoon. Oh, boy. Uh, I tried to watch one episode, and God, it sucks. <laughs> I could do it. I tried. Too late. Too late. Absolutely. I didn't capitalize on that at all. Well, it's on Fox, so it'll probably it'll get a season. Die. It'll be canceled. It'll get it'll get it'll get six episodes in and just die. It'll be fine. Yep, there's been a lot of shows like that. They'll try to put it up against like The Simpsons or King of the Hill, and then it just fails. Like there, there was that that, short, that show about the it was a cartoon about a female PR rep in film or television was one of the two, and that didn't last. I remember watching an episode of that and going, "This was really bad." I'm trying to remember what it was called. Maybe we can do an episode on like those, uh, like you know, TV um, animated TV shows that only had like a season or two, like Critic, Mission Hill, and everything. We can have everything in there. <laughs> Duckman, ones that got canceled way too soon. God, the Devil and Bob. <sighs> oh, that's a good one. Angry Beavers, which also didn't get enough love. No, Angry Beavers got enough love. <laughs> Shut up! It was amazing. Ah, oh, amazing. Oh boy. But. We don't agree on cartoons most of the time, as we've established. Did you watch She-Ra, Sam? I love She-Ra. She-Ra. She-Ra, princess of power. <laughs> also, I used to love watching it with my high school best friend, because we'd be like, where's Princess Aurora? Right here! Wait, where's She-Ra? I'm right here! <laughs> it was just like, we'd Where always do that, because... <laughs> The show was so bad about that. Uh, I, w- I was raised on He-Man, I won't lie. He-Man and She-Ra show, too. Look at this show idea that's just flying in. Exactly. Uh, Zombies. Yes, Mr. Sherman, everything stinks. stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. <laughs> See? Well, we got way off topic there. Yeah, yeah. I know. Sorry, it's okay. All right, so any close... Yeah. Hey, we All need right. to close to get us out of this mess. All right, so closing comments on this largely pointless debate. <laughs> I like both. Which is a whole lot different from our usual debates, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, we never Sam, our... I like both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am Marge Simpson in most cases. If there were two guys in a race, I would vote for both of them. Yeah. Like I said, the child me would have gone with Tiny Toons. Now that I'm older, more Animaniacs. Yeah. It's Animaniacs for one... Sim- okay, I take that back. Two simple reasons. The first is Pinky, the second is Brain. Oh, Mr. Noodle Noggin, I love you! And once again, my theory is proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that Sam is Elmira. No, I'm not! Stop it. Would, would anyone like to take a vote that Sam is Elmira? Scott, did you dare jump in on this? 
Nope. He has to live with her, okay? I, not, I am within no, smacking range. I it Thank up. you. I just yep. wanted to paint him into a corner. He's within smacking range. He knows better. Considering he gets smacked on a regular basis. And now we've gone completely off topic again. It's <laughs> okay. That usually happens. Ooh, S rank on my sniping skills. Yay! Okay. Ringtones. <laughs> there we go. That's Stop with my ringtones. I will say that Tiny Toons has, it mo- has its moments, but it never really goes beyond being just a fun slapstick comedy show. And Animaniacs went all sorts of crazy places, and I appreciate it more for that. I will catch you next time when we're going to be talking about Douglas Adams. Because it's episode 42. Oh, okay. Good night, everybody! Good night. <laughs> Same as Elmira, accept it. <laughs> no, no, I don't like this poll. Is Sam Elmira? Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Smoke That on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike License Version 3.0 International. Check our website at sbopodcast.blogspot.com for contact information.